Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Gangs recruiting children, giving them access to guns. WREL explains what the state wants in schools to stop it from happening. Then, caught on camera, a North Carolina teacher seen hitting students with an extension cord. The charges she's now facing. Keeping this by your side will be a must. I'll time out the rain tonight and then take you hour by hour tomorrow for the potential for storms. Plus, how today's Medicaid expansion deal will change access to health care for half a million people in North Carolina. All right, here we go. Right now at 7 o'clock, this is what our eyes are on. This is the radar. Uh, we're looking at it live tonight as we monitor some showers overnight here in our area. The biggest threat moves in tomorrow, though. Thanks for joining us. I'm Dan Haggerty. Our entire viewing area will be under a risk for severe storms. Meteorologist Mike Mays in the WRL Severe Weather Center tracking this threat. We're focusing on the timeline from 7 o'clock tomorrow evening to about 11 o'clock tomorrow night. That's when there's the potential for severe weather. In the meantime, this is what we're going to see this evening, overnight, and during the day tomorrow, mainly light rain. And this should back up to the north as we go through the night and during the morning tomorrow. Now, all of us are in a level one threat for severe weather, but it's later tomorrow evening, not during the day. As we expand the view, the main energy source where this is in the Ohio Valley, and the closer you are to this energy source, that's where the greater threat for severe weather is. We're far enough from that energy that the threat is very small and maybe a damaging wind gust if we see any of these thunderstorms survive their way into the area tomorrow evening. At 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, they are making their way into the mountains, so these storms are looking rather robust. But during the day tomorrow, we're going to have more of a stable atmosphere here. So the question is, will these remain intact once they make their way to our more stable atmosphere? And from what we're seeing right now on the high-resolution models, the case is no, they will not. But we'll be here tomorrow evening watching hour by hour in case they sneak their way in. If they are severe, it would be a damaging wind gust we'd watch out for. In the meantime, we're continuing to watch the evening rain chances and tomorrow as well with Futurecast. That's coming up, Dan. Sounds good, Mike. We'll talk mm -hmm. to you soon. Let's throw uh, things into the Live Center. Mark, you have a big update for us. The Alex Murdoch trial, there is a verdict here, Dan. We just got the word from uh, reporters there inside the courtroom. This is the live feed that we have access to, the state seal there of North Carolina. And when things get back in session, uh, we or South Carolina rather, we they will then change that camera view, right? So this is what we have from South Carolina this evening. The verdict has been reached. The deliberations are quick. Only about three hours or so uh, this afternoon. Started around 3.40, so what are we now? At 7.02. It's not sure, not clear when all of this will be announced, but right now everyone's coming back into the courtroom. Uh, the jury is getting set there with people sitting down, making sure everything is in order, and we'll hear what happens after weeks long with this murder trial. We'll keep you up to date. You'll hear first right here on WRAL. Back you to you. You got it, Mark. Thank you. And folks at home, as soon as we find anything out, we'll go right back to Mark and let you know what he what he hears new tonight 911 calls are detailing the chaos that happened uh, when a shooting took place at a Durham High School and a student was killed along the American Tobacco Trail. You may recall this happened right behind Hillside High School early last month. In one 911 call, the caller tells the dispatcher he saw six to eight kids wearing book bags described hearing 20 or so shots. Two teens were shot. One of them died. Uh, it, was a, it was a shooting on um, the trail. Somebody got shot. 
Oh, if you come quick, like quick. You said they were shot? Bring the ambulance quick. Huh? Listen, listen to me, you said someone was shot, is that correct? Yes, it's right now. Somebody shot right now. Please, he bleeding bad. Both teenagers who were shot, including the teen who died, attended Hillside High School. Police have not made any arrests. More than a dozen guns have been found at area schools over the last several weeks. Now, the focus, focus turns to how kids are getting these guns and what's being done to stop it. Officials believe gangs contribute, contribute to this. There are 99 in Wake County alone. WRL's Chelsea Donovan takes us inside the conversation at today's Governor's Crime Commission meeting. How are guns getting in the hands of juveniles and what's being done about it? It's what the Governor's Crime Commission tackled today. Gangs or older adult gangs are using juveniles and young people to go and, and steal guns for them. Um, they call it putting in work. It's just one way guns are getting in the hands of our youth. They're using kids to carry guns, to carry out violence. In Wake County alone, there are 99 different gangs and around 2,600 gang members. Those gangs, according to authorities, now using kids to help them get guns to commit crimes, which then in turn helps a gang member move up the ladder. The biggest area that we've seen an increase in is firearm possession and firearm being used in crimes and firearms being stolen from people's cars or homes. And with that, the governor's crime commission said juvenile crime is on the rise. It's gone up about 20% um, in the state of North Carolina. The Department of Juvenile Justice presented these startling statistics. Violent crimes committed by juveniles rose from 4% in 2021 to 7% last year. In 2022, there were 35,000 complaints in the juvenile justice system. 4,000 of those were firearm complaints. 36% of those in the juvenile justice system admitted they had mental health problems. So what we found in the in the pandemic was that most of the support agencies that support young people closed, schools closed, churches closed, nonprofits closed. The Department of Public Safety says they are reinvigorating the EKG program, educating kids about gun violence as a way to curb the crime. This is just in Wake County over the last few uh, weeks here. We've seen 13 guns taken off of, of young people. The pilot program is now in 13 counties. Talk about gangs, talk about guns, talk about refusal skills to help kids understand how they really can rely on their own values. This summer, the Department of Public Safety will also launch a safe gun lock program, giving away free gun locks to adults to make sure their guns don't get in the hands of children. Chelsea Donovan, WRL News, Raleigh. And let's go back to the courtroom right now in South Carolina as that verdict is being read in the Alex Murdoch trial. Carolina, County of Colleton, in the Court of General Sessions, the July term of 2022, the state versus Richard Alexander Murdoch defendant, indictment for murder, SC code 16-3-0010, CDR code 0116, verdict guilty, signed by the four lady, Date 3-2 of 23. Docket number 2022-GS15-00595, the State of South Carolina, County of Colleton, Court of General Sessions, July term 2022. The State versus Richard Alexander Murdoch, defendant. Indictment for possession of a weapon during the commission of a violent crime. SC code 16-23-0490, CDR code 
verdict guilty, signed by the foreperson of the jury, date 3223. Docket number 2022 GS-15-00594, the State of South Carolina, County of Colleton, Court of General Sessions, July term 2022, the State versus Richard Alexander Murdoch, defendant. Indictment for possession of a weapon during the commission of a violent crime, SC Code 16-23-0490, CDR Code 0549, verdict guilty. Signed by the foreperson of the jury, 3223. Madam Forelady and members of the jury, if that is the verdict of each and every juror, please let it be known by raising your right hands. All right, thank you. Any individual polling requested? Right, Madam Clerk, you'll need to individually poll the ju jury according to their jury Juror All right, numbers. you've been uh, listening to the verdict there being read from South Carolina. The jury finds Alec Murdoch guilty of murdering his wife and son. We came right through the live center as that was coming out to you as soon as we got it. The, uh, the jury went into deliberations around 3.40 this afternoon. Did not take long for them to come to this verdict. We will follow the story as we're watching the reaction come in this evening. Um, Alex Murdoch clearly visibly shaken and emotional by hearing what the foreperson there was saying in the courtroom, guilty of killing his wife and son. More reaction here in the Live Center as we get it this evening. Back to you. Live from the courtroom in South Carolina, a story that the entire country is paying attention to tonight. Mark, thank you. Let us know if anything else is reportable as we continue to keep you updated. Now, we want to tell you about a half million North Carolinians would receive health insurance under a new agreement now to expand Medicaid in our state. Today, House Speaker Tim Moore announced the deal. Under this agreement, the state will accept billions of dollars a year to cover 90% of the health care costs for people with low income, up to 133% of the poverty line. The deal includes major changes to state regulations that control how many new facilities and hospital beds healthcare providers can add. This won't be effective, we should mention, until this year's budget becomes law this summer. A Lenore County teacher facing charges after some stunning video surfaced. It shows her hitting students with what looks to be an extension cord. It happened yesterday at South Lenore High School. 71-year-old Patricia Graham is charged with simple assault. Deputies say she hit two students ages 16 and 17. Lenore County Schools said Graham resigned. Graham was a teacher from 1973 to 2013 when she retired. She came back part-time in 2014. A Nash County 8-year-old killed last month will be laid to rest tomorrow. Crystal Lane died February 7th. Her grandmother is charged in her death. Her funeral will be held in Columbia, South Carolina at Zion Mill Creek Baptist Church. In a post on Facebook, Commissioner Gwen Wilkins asked the public to observe a moment of silence at 11 a.m. tomorrow. That's the time she will be laid to rest. An investigation is currently underway into the abuse that ultimately led to the girl's homicide. Jerry Richardson, the founder of the Carolina Panthers, has died at 86. Richardson was born in Spring Hope, played high school football in Fayetteville. He made his fortune in the fast food industry and in 1993 was awarded the NFL franchise to bring a team to his home state. 
After harassment and racial discrimination allegations, Richardson agreed to sell the team in 2017. The team's current owners, the Teppers, released a statement saying, in part, with the arrival of the Panthers in 1995, he changed the landscape of the sports in the region and gave the NFL fans here a team to call their own. Ahead at 7 o'clock, we're inching closer to a world driven by autonomous vehicles. But first, the pilot shuttle program in Cary has to pass. We're going to show the planned route next. And you'll remember this iconic site in the middle of the Atlantic. We'll tell you how you could turn a frying pan tower into a next vacation destination. Welcome back. A few minutes ago, just before the commercials, we told you about lawmakers making a deal to finally expand Medicare in North Carolina. And this impacts thousands of families across our state. Dr. Jonathan Oberlander from UNC, a political scientist there, joins us live now to weigh in on this monumental event here. And I say that because this has been a long time coming, a decade in the works, and it impacts hundreds of thousands of people. What's your immediate take when we heard the news today? Uh, joy. We've been waiting too long for this. It is a historic day for the state. Uh, it is a change that is going to make an enormous difference in the lives of hundreds of thousands of North Carolinians. Most of the, a lot of the people, I should say, who are being impacted and helped by this are low-income folks. Um, can you give us an idea of some of the big changes, uh, broadly, that will affect everybody, and then some of those that will really affect the people who have been waiting for this the longest? We have over 1 million North Carolinians who don't have any health insurance. And there are hundreds of thousands of North Carolinians who are uninsured, even though they are in working families. They don't have access to health insurance through work. And in particular, if they're childless adults or they're parents of kids, it's been very difficult to qualify for Medicaid under the existing system. Uh, under Medicaid expansion, you're going to see a huge increase in health insurance among those groups. It's going to help drive down the uninsured rate in North Carolina. It's going to help communities across the state, you know, regardless of whether you're out west in the mountains or um, down east. Often hospital systems are the single biggest employer in a community. So this isn't just good for the health of North Carolinians. It's also going to be good for the state economy. Based on all of that, the arguments haven't really changed much over the past 10 years, certainly not in the past few years. Why the breakthrough now? The short answer is Republican leadership changed their mind. Uh, there has been a partisan divide over Medicaid expansion in North Carolina. And about a year ago, um, first um, uh, President Berger in the Senate and then Speaker Moore in the House reversed their opposition to this. And the question is, why did they do that? Part of it has to do with the money that's at stake. There's a lot of money coming through Medicaid expansion that can help rural areas in North Carolina. It's also worth pointing out, we're in the midst of a transformation of our existing Medicaid system into something called Medicaid managed care that utilizes private insurers. And I think the, that transformation made it politically easier for the Republican leadership to support this move. Dr. Jonathan Oberlander, Thank you so much. We appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for having me. Now, we are getting a better look at the self-driving shuttle that's planned for Bond Park in Cary. 
The town is just trying out this autonomous vehicle for now as part of a pilot program. The videos you're seeing now show that shuttle going along its four-stop route from the senior center to the community center. And video shows it stopping at the traffic lights. You saw it there giving signals to cars to go for, uh, to the cars around it. And the program is going to start next Monday. It will run weekdays from 10 a.m. to 4 o'clock. The program ends June 2nd. And yeah, you're right. There's nobody driving. So it's, uh, it is interesting. We'll see how it plays out. A beach vacation sounds nice. How about an ocean vacation? A trip miles from the shore, almost in the middle of the, <laughs> I mean, you're right now in the middle of the water there. You might recognize the frying pan tower, of course. The owner now offering a raffle to win a weekend getaway at the tower for up to four people. It includes a trip out to the tower. You know, you got to get out there somehow, unless you got a helicopter or something. A fishing trip while you're there, scuba diving, a whole lot of stargazing. I imagine that's beautiful if the skies are clear. The owner is taking entries from now through the end of May. Meteorologist Mike Mays joining us now. I don't know, Mike. You stick me out there on the, the frying pan tower. I'm gonna. I need an escape route. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't leave me out there. Just make sure you have a helicopter nearby that can right. transport you out. Of course, Frying Pan Tower is part of the Frying Pan Shoals. It's a beacon to alert ships that Frying Pan Shoals is nearby so ships don't run aground. So it's an important tool out there. Also, it gives us observations when hurricanes come on by. So we're looking at the live dual Doppler 5000 radar, some light rain, Harding County, Johnston County points southward. There are indications that we'll see some of this make its way up toward the triangle later on tonight. You see more rain building off to the west and that should be making its way here. So make sure you have some rain gear, especially in if you're in the southern counties and we see on our WRL live cam network, the roads are wet in Sanford, uh, wet sidewalks on Hay Street here by the WRL Fayetteville newsroom over toward Goldsboro. There's been some light rain moving through. You can see downtown there and in Durham at the Durham Bulls Athletic Park. Looks like they got a little batting practice going on out there right now. 64 at RDU, 65 Fayetteville. It's 55 at Roxboro, 64 in Southern Pines, 64 in Goldsboro. Now on Futurecast, 7 o'clock showing the rain in our southern counties. But as we go through time, you see how some of this builds back up to the north toward the triangle at 11 o'clock. We also have a cold front that's moved on by, and now a warm front is setting up shop to the south. I believe for the day tomorrow, for most of us, we're going to be in a more cool pool of air, which will tend to uh, keep the atmosphere more stable. It's more showers, not thunderstorms, not being awakened tomorrow morning like we did this morning with all the thunderstorms. By 5 a.m., some of you will have a wet morning commute. There's the warm front trying to make its way up to the north, but I think we're going to be wedged in with this cooler air for the better part of the day tomorrow. And if that turns out to be the case, we'll likely have 50s for the better part of the day here in the triangle and points northward. And that means you'll need your jackets throughout the day and rain gear 8 o'clock, 9, 10, 11 o'clock. You see the rain starting to really fill back in. That warm front makes its way to the north and here in the triangle, we may not achieve our high until later on in the evening. Once the front passes, that's when our winds will likely kick up. So for the better part of the day tomorrow here in the triangle, it may not be all that windy, and then we see the thunderstorms coming in from the west. So hour by hour tomorrow, by lunchtime, it may only be 55 here in the triangle by 3 o'clock 59, and there's our high 67 may not happen till tomorrow evening, and that's when the winds really start to pick up. And there's our severe risk from 7 to 11. We'll watch to see if these thunderstorms actually manage to make their way in, and if they do, there could be a damaging wind gust if any of the storms become severe. So our forecast tonight, mainly light rain. Right now it's in our southern counties, but over time we should see some build farther 
farther to the north. On the road in the morning, it's likely to be wet in many locations. It's light rain, it's drizzle, cool with temperatures in the low 50s. And then later in the afternoon, 70s to the south, 67 here in the Triangle, perhaps in the evening. And it may not be until tomorrow night that you get into the 60s in our northern counties. Now, after all this mess moves out, we have that severe threat into the evening hours with about a 40% chance for rain. Saturday and Sunday look great. It will be windy on Saturday, 66 to high, 67 on Sunday, morning low Sunday in the 40s, likewise Monday. A couple of warmer days, and then damn, that cold weather we've been advertised coming back starts to move in Wednesday, and we're really going to feel it Thursday and next weekend. Frost, freeze potential. You got me thinking about this weekend. That weather looks it's gorgeous. Nice. All right, Mike, thank mm -hmm. you. We continue to follow the breaking news out of South Carolina. The Alec Murdoch trial has come to a verdict. Mark. All counts guilty in this trial after about three weeks or so. The judge right now live in South Carolina giving instructions, talking about reconvening Dan tomorrow morning at 930. We'll tell you how this process will work and what could happen down the road. The sentencing phase of this now will begin. We'll be right back in just a moment. Back right now with an update for you at 725. Alex Murdoch found guilty on all charges. He is now convicted of murdering his wife and son. This is the live feed coming in. They've just moved this down there in South Carolina. But I want to show you some video. This happened just about seven minutes ago where handcuffs were put on Mr. Murdoch and he walked out of that courtroom. You'll see him do that here in just a moment. This comes after about three weeks in this murder trial down in South Carolina. More than 65 witnesses over this three-week period. In terms of the sentencing here, uh, he faces 30 years to life in prison since he is facing these conditions. Uh, since he was found guilty on these murder charges here this evening. The judge has now released everyone from inside that courtroom. They will reconvene tomorrow morning, first thing at 9.30. We'll follow this major breaking update here in the Live Center for you. Mark, thank you so much. And as we, uh, as we leave you here tonight at 7 o'clock, we want to show you some incredible photos showing the moments an endangered North Atlantic white whale was spotted off of our coast. The North Carolina Aquarium at Fort Fisher shared these photos captured by a photographer and posted on Instagram. The whale breached in the waters off of Carolina Beach on Sunday. Experts say the coastal Cape Fear area is where it happened to below Cape Canaveral, Florida is a critical uh, calving habitat, calving habitat for these whales. We want to thank you for being with us here at 7 o'clock. Again, we're going to continue to cover the breaking news out of South Carolina and the conviction on all counts of Alec Murdoch in the murder of his wife and son. We'll see you back here at 10 o'clock and 11 on WRAL News. Keep watching WRAL News over the air channel 34 and Spectrum channel 1257. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.